Chip Minnemeyer, the Tribune Democrat, joins us this morning. Always an interesting conversation with what's going on in the world, and especially with what's going on regionally. Chip Minnemeyer, welcome to the show this morning. Bo, it's always a pleasure to be with you. Chip, it always feels like it's been just a recurrent, constant theme of uh, the last year plus. But again, um, just the way we experienced life over the course of the last year, slowly coming back to some sense of normalcy. It's great to see these community events coming back. It's also nice to have some feel-good stories when we live in such a divided world. It, it, it sure is, and we've certainly had a big one, and I know you and I were planning to talk about the mm-hmm. young wrestler, Bo Bassett, yeah. who just won a, a world championship in freestyle in Budapest. And it's just an amazing story on a, a multiple levels. That incredible accomplishment for him and his family and his coaches and all that, but also just a really good moment for our region and our community to have this kid at the global stage doing this amazing thing. And, and I know for us at the Tribune, a lot of people were following it. Our, our analytics showed that, and, and they were coming from all over. It's interesting that we've been exposed to so many things that divide us. And here we have a story that everybody is in agreement. It just feel good. We need it. Uh, everybody from this region uh, and, and other parts of the country, for that matter, too, I find out, really pulling for this kid. It's so cool. It's absolutely true. And, and wrestling is one of those diehard sports that people who follow it really follow it. And mm-hmm. they follow it all over the world and across the country. If there's national tournaments going on, they want to know who the, the hot uh, up-and-comers are and who the big big champions are. And, and they also like to root for those those people who are, are shining at a very high level. Especially this young man, 14 years old. <laughs> I can't imagine, you know, as, as, as somebody who always participated in team sports as a kid, where you rely upon others, that your success involves relying upon others here's a 14 year old I, I just can't imagine this young man 14 years old and uh you know facing the whole world right now the best in the whole world i can't imagine that pressure i remember being 14 years old and have to worry about homework and peer pressure yeah, and i stuff barely like get that. out of bed at 14 <laughs> yeah. and get my shoes tied to have the same matching shoes on and things like that no it's remarkable it really is and you know Great family. Clearly, they he, he's coached by his dad, Bill, yeah. who's becoming the head coach at Bishop McCourt. And, and so look for great things, obviously, at that program going forward. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, they, they worked out at, at Ranger Pride, which is a, a young person's wrestling club. And, uh, you know, they, they came up through that system. And, look, there's a lot of really, really good young wrestlers in our region right now. Right. And he's he's kind of at the point of that. But we've had some kids do very, very well at multiple levels nationally and internationally. And uh, his younger brother was a, a national champion in Greco-Roman and freestyle yeah. and was there with him in Hungary to kind of see all of that and experience it. So, you know, he's going to be thinking, I'm next. You right. know? Oh, and yeah. and uh, Bo, Bo had won both Greco-Roman and, and freestyle at the national level as a 14-year-old competed in both internationally which is almost unheard of mm-hmm. and uh you know lost a match in greco and to, to obviously a world-class competitor and then but won the gold in freestyle and it's just it's 
it's incredible. Oh, he set the bar pretty high, didn't he? I mean, you know, you know. First of all, Carlton Hasselrig, the great Carlton Hasselrig, he set the bar very high many years ago with what he did. We yeah, can't six forget NCAA about NCAA championships. That's right. It's just remarkable. And as as a high school wrestler without a high school wrestling program to do what he did is amazing. But it just goes to show the quality of uh, athlete we have within this region uh, that a young man can accomplish something like this. It's just truly, truly remarkable. Well, the wrestling here has always been good. It's really exceptional right now. Mm -hmm. And part of that is the presence of these clubs, like the one that, that Mr. Bassett runs, and also the presence of Young Guns, which is Jody Strip Matters, mm -hmm. uh, older kids club and that is just sending so many top talents onto the collegiate ranks. Mm -hmm. Jody was a star at Cambria Heights, two-time national champion at UPJ, went to Iowa mm -hmm. from their Division One powerhouse and finished third and second in the country, mm -hmm. came back home to coach at UPJ, established this wrestling club. So he's drawing talent to our region with that. And then also we're getting really great coaching. And, and the more great kids you have, the more they interact with one another. Yeah. It elevates the whole system. So it's, we're at a really unique time right now locally for wrestling. Just absolutely amazing. And, of course, uh, today, noon, big uh, big celebration going on, right? Yes, it is at Bishop McCourt Catholic where, where Bo Bassett is a student. Mm -hmm. uh, at noon, they're having a celebration. He's getting back from from Budapest with his gold medal. And I'm sure that'll be a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, I'm sure for his family, it's just going to be pretty exciting to get home. I know they expressed from there, from from Europe, how excited it was to see so many people here cheering for him yeah. and reaching out on social media and contacting them. And to come back into the midst of that, you know, uh, jubilation will, will be pretty exciting. And I'm glad McCourt's doing it. Actually, as soon as he won a gold medal, I, I was in touch with several people in town about what can we do as a community. And there may be more, it may not be a one day thing because mm -hmm. you don't win a world championship every day. Right. right. <laughs> so it could be a parade awesome. someday. It could be something that happens, you know, at the triple ABA tournament, which is coming up where we recognize them in front of a big yeah. crowd and, and obviously right on into the school year. So I think the, uh, the big moments for this kid are just starting in terms of follow up to his, to his world championship in addition to his own big moments as a wrestler. Yeah, well, and what we've been through, we absolutely need this. It's great to see positivity on social media, and a lot of us were following this. Well, I think a lot of people really resonated with some pictures we ran. We purchased them from a photographer over there of him with an American flag draped across his back, and wrestlers tend to do that at a world competition. You win, you carry your flag, mm -hmm. and so that was a good symbol, I think, for a lot of people because there's not always, uh, you know, the best vibe in the world about, you know, about how we feel about the country or whether we represent it in a certain way. Right. And I don't want to get political, yeah. but, but that did that did resonate with a lot of people. You could see the comments uh, on Facebook, especially. But also, this is a really nice, well-spoken young man yes. who carries himself very well. Yeah. He's a mature wrestler for 14. He's just a mature person for yeah. 14. And you see that and you hear that in his in his words. I remember uh, one of the last conversations that I had with Carlton Hasselrig uh, talked about uh, not only the athleticism that's involved in, in wrestling, but the intelligence that has to be involved to accomplish this. And again, we have to be reminded, this is a 14-year-old kid accomplishing this. At, at a very, obviously, at the highest level. And, and then you know, to wrestle freestyle and be the best. Mm -hmm. And you have to turn right around and, and 
compete in a completely different style yeah. at the same level. It was mm. just asking a lot from him. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, he's he's something special for sure. Congratulations yes, uh, absolutely. to him and the family. Just a wonderful well, thing. Well, and I also want to point out, Bo, while we're talking, that the Tribune benefits from the presence of Eric Knopsnyder still in town. He was the editor and the wrestling writer in various positions at the Tribune. Yeah. Has moved into private business, but he's still covering the sport. Right. Has the relationships has the knowledge, of course, and kind of the passion for it. So he was in touch with the Bassett family right along right. and wrote quick stories every time there was a match. And we were we really benefited from Eric's connections with the wrestling community, even though he's not a you know a staff member at the Tribune right now. I'm glad you mentioned his name because he is he is the guy. I mean, he is the authority There's nobody better on around. wrestling. Yeah. Nobody better around here. Yeah. Chip Minimar, the Tribune Democrat, joining us. And... Um, we're not too far away right now from Triple uh, ABA tournament, and uh, this is a conversation that I just recently had with uh, another guest here about how we missed out on so many great things that uh, this community is known for, and uh, perhaps the biggest of all is this event, which has become an, an annual tradition for many. It's great to see it happening again. It's great to see representation. We talked to uh, Mike Masovich last week about this, that maybe some of the you know, teams that would come in the past uh, aren't, aren't capable of, of, of doing this, but the tournament is back to what it used to be. Yeah, it's, it's very exciting. It's right around the corner. The first Monday in August, we'll have the first pitch yeah. of games at various ballparks around the area, and then the night game at, at, at the, at the Sargent Stadium at the point. So, yeah, it's here. It's on us uh, as you know, Paul Carpenter just won the, the, the league playoffs. They had won the first half title. So they will be the official Johnstown host team for this tournament. They'll be playing the night games at the point as long as they're in the tournament, which mm -hmm. I suspect will be quite a while. They're pretty good. Yeah. And Martellas will be the other team playing in the afternoon. And, and then we'll have, you know, just great baseball all week. And, and you said it. There, there are some franchises that aren't coming. A lot of traditional ones that are, which mm -hmm. is pretty cool to see. Um, I, I don't know if you saw, we had a story not too long ago that by Randy Griffith, who covers the airport authority, about the New Orleans team flying into Johnstown's airport for the first time, which is another How little cool. tidbit. Yeah. You typically fly to Pittsburgh, take a bus to Johnstown, they're flying straight into Johnstown. Good news all around. And it's exciting to have some of these uh, these these ballplayers from these other areas come into town, despite you know the fact that we still are dealing with a pandemic. Something I've really loved about uh, Tribune Democrat coverage over the last uh, couple generations, you know, it's not just the scores of these games, but it's the stories behind the teams. It's the individuals, you know. It's also the follow-through with people that have played in this tournament in the past, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's, it's so much of the history of, of the tournament is entwined with the history of the newspaper. Mm -hmm. yeah, that's how I feel. Yeah. And that's why I take my role very, very seriously and try to stay continuously in touch with the key players of the triple aba whether that's john austin or george arcuria the third or brian valetic who does the marketing we did a book about the history of the tournament two years ago for the 75th anniversary it just obviously littered with great stories yeah key players and you know the list you know from vukovic and and uh you know hersheiser and all these great baseball names that came through johnstown or, or from johnstown and then the franchises that are so special to fans here mm -hmm. love to see the teams coming uh, and good friends for us from Brooklyn and New Orleans and you know, just a lot of history there. And so many interesting moments have happened and so many great, great people attached to that tournament. You'll be happy to hear this, but uh, there's two books 
that I have down in my collection of books in the waiting area for parents during uh, guitar lessons. <laughs> There's two books that really stand out. One is Bob Jashonik's uh, Richland Mall book. The other one is that triple ABA book. You know, people just love nostalgia, don't they? Yeah, and and we've we've done several books, and they're almost always about local history, local culture. And yeah. I think that that there's so much of that here. Yeah, triple ABA is a big part of that, but so is the music scene, which you're involved with, so the arts scene, and, and just a variety of events that have happened through time in Johnstown. A lot of rich history. Some of it tragic. Not most of it, not you know, yeah. and I think we celebrate that history as, as often as we can, in uh, in both the newspaper, but also in these special projects. And that book we did in 2019 for the 75th was so much fun. Jim, timing yeah. was perfect. Obviously, it was 75 years, so that's a milestone. Martellas had just won the first Johnstown Championship at the national tournament. Another yeah. you know reason for doing it, and then just so much history when you yeah. start looking at franchise by franchise, year by year. Uh, Al Kaline, these great names that just pour out of the yeah. history of this tournament. And from a newspaper perspective, too, that I'm sure that the work for this event starts occurring well before the event, you know, that you have to know. You know, it's like uh, Mike Mastovich last week telling me about, you know, the team from North Carolina, the Disco Turkeys coming in. <laughs> what a great name. And what is. a buzz that just that name has, has created and generated. So, I mean, so there's some excitement before that. But the, but the preparation to know some of the people involved, because some of the names are obviously ones that we're familiar with, even with other other teams from other cities. But there's always something new to talk about. There's always, yeah, you're right. I mean, every every year there's changes in the lineup. Obviously, whether it's regional qualifiers who gets here or franchises it for whatever reason. This year it happens to be COVID. Can or can't come, and you've got to adapt, and you've got you know ways to to fill in the blanks. And you, this this tournament, we're going to be watching Cleveland and Brooklyn and New Brunswick, and and uh, on and on and on. Maryland State, all these historic franchises mm-hmm. that have been coming for years and years. Philadelphia, Youngstown. And, uh, and and all of that. The, the, we just we just lost a, a historic figure, Bob Wolf from Zanesville, passed away last week. Mm. And uh, I'm sure his name will come up many many times during this year's tournament because he was a fixture here, tournament director for a long time, representative for Zanesville, was always in Johnstown. Yeah. And, and just a great guy, and he'll be he'll be missed. But that's another one of those people has embraced Johnstown and, and vice versa through the history of this tournament. Yeah, oh, just absolutely We're going to miss Bob, though, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely wonderful. The organization, uh, putting this together is just uh, always, uh, you know, always amazes me. I saw our mutual friend Brian Valetic just last week, and uh, just the behind-the-scenes work that the organizers have to do year after year after year. A lot of people don't understand, you know, to get an event like this going, to put it on, um, just the sacrifices that a lot of these people make. Uh, I, I, I think they don't get their due many no, times. But You're absolutely right. It, it does take a lot of work. I've been in a position where I've been fortunate enough to get a peek behind the curtain of how that happens. And look, it's a year-round, it's a year-round enterprise where yeah. they're continuously staying in touch with not just the franchises, but the key sponsors and trying to make sure they've got, you know, enough revenue, which we all are concerned about, mm-hmm. to pay the expenses. And that's you just want to be coming out even basically by the end of it. And right. and it's it's a challenge for any event to do yeah. that anymore. The sponsorship dollars are not what they might have been a generation ago. And uh, but but the sponsors are, are loyal and, and they make it happen. 
And, and if you're organizing a tournament like this, you've got concerns such as motel room availability. So you're bringing in, if there's 16 teams in it, two of them are from Johnstown, that means 14 of them aren't. Mm -hmm. So maybe the Altoona team or teams don't have to stay in town, but most of them do. So you have to find accommodations, meal opportunities, transportation, make sure they know what fields they're playing at, make sure you've got fields arranged and you've got people at those fields so if it rains, you can still get the games mm -hmm. in. I mean, it's, there's just a million things on the checklist that these guys have to worry about. And that's during the tournament. And, then, and like I said, leading up to it, there's details and details yeah. and details where yeah. it, you know, it doesn't just happen that they come, the kids show up in their uniforms and, and throw the right. ball around. Right. Way more planning. And each of the franchises has to do a lot of work, too, yeah. to get ready to be here and to get their kids here. And, and it's just uh, it's pretty amazing to see. And you're right. I'm not sure people who put on events like Triple ABA, like Thunder in the Valley, like the Music Festival, get their due here because they – it's it's a it's a year-round endeavor for all of them, and they really put their heart and souls into it. I'm making a point to remind people every day of all the work that's been done. Because let me tell you, just the boost it gives to the local economy to have this stuff back. Again, we need it. Sure. We need it. So thank you, all you organizers. They go uh, unnoticed and underappreciated. Thank you. Well, I only named three, and there's dozens mm -hmm. you know, where people really work all very hard all year round to make it happen. And, uh, you know, hats off, like you said, to all those folks yeah. who put in that time and, and have, have the, you know, the belief and, and the passion to make it happen. If you don't have it, you don't get up every morning living mm -hmm. and breathing that. Yeah. And uh, that's what it takes. Chip and I have had a couple uh, off-mic conversations about uh, local high school sports, too. And uh, with what we experienced last year with not knowing if we were going to have a season, how these games were going to be played, worried about teams being able to play, uh, it's nice to see the possibility of a full schedule of high school football coming back again this year. And as we prepare for that, I want to mention uh, one of our favorite people to talk to was Corey Eisenberg. And uh, with uh, her uh, death uh, a few months ago, uh, I want an opportunity to talk to you about the impact that she had not only on the paper but on the community as a whole. Well, with, with the AAABA right around the corner and right behind that, the start of the high school football and fall sports seasons, perfect time to bring her name up. Mm -hmm. She's, in my mind, synonymous with local sports in this region. Obviously a key player at the Tribune Democrat for uh, four decades as a sports writer, a pioneer as a female sports writer mm -hmm. when there aren't that many, frankly, and... Uh, you know, just loved the, the local sports scene and was so passionate about the work she did. And, uh, and we lost her uh, to cancer. So that's what we're going to try to do is find a couple of different ways to honor her going forward. And we, we were just talking about AAABA. Each year, the Tribune gives something called the Home Plate Award to the Johnstown entry, the first Johnstown entry that'll, you know, that'll be playing that night game on Monday night. And this year we're going to rename it in her name. Oh, that's great. Yes, yeah, so it'll yeah. be her name will be at least attached to that right now. And we've got some other ideas. She covered the track and field state championships and cross country. We're, we're considering do we maybe honor a boy and a girl in those sports with a Corey Eisenberg Award. And Sean Curtis on our staff who is in sports, back in sports, you've talked to him about yeah, his transition from to sports to news and back to yeah. sports. 
He had a really good idea, and that's to maybe do something at a grander scale, which would be a symposium or a forum about women in sports and opportunities for girls to consider careers in sports, mm-hmm. not just as competitors, but in the media, in game planning and management and sports information and all of those things. So we're hoping to pull together the right resources to at some point you know, in the future have maybe an annual event yeah. where we have speakers and we you know, invite the local high schools to send girls there who are interested in various capacities in sports and, and maybe help them connect with, with people who've done it. Yeah. And, and that would be the ultimate way to remember Corey as for all she did with, oh. with sports here in, in this region. One of my favorite conversations that I've had over the course of the last five years or so, um, where she talked about the importance, you know, I asked her, uh, why high school sports was so important. She specifically mentioned the Friday night, Saturday afternoon football game in these smaller communities where, you know, it's like the world stands still and how that event becomes the focus of community. It's just a beautiful thing because her words are just absolutely true. Those four or five times a year, in Winber, for instance, where I live, where everybody comes out to support those kids. And it's the biggest thing that, that's going on in that community. Just wonderful. Well, she grew up locally. I mean, for those who don't know, Corey went to Ferndale High School. And and then her father was a sports writer at the Tribune Democrat, right. Jesse, mm-hmm. while she was growing up. And she would tag along with him to games and it was in her blood, really, yeah. from early on. So um, you know, then she became a member of our staff. This is even before I was in town. And just kept progressing and, and, and uh, you know, moving her career forward to the point where she was really uh, the face of coverage for a lot of people. And, and, we, and when, she, when she passed away, so many people reached out and, and offered thoughts about her yeah. impact on local sports franchises or local high school teams and, and just the history that's involved in local sports. And that was just so, so you know, great to see and hear. Yeah. But. She certainly left a mark. There's no question oh, about no it. No doubt. No doubt. Just a just a tremendous impact. And uh, Chip, we also have uh, something to talk about, and uh, I think we might uh, uh, save this for a break here. Uh, after break, we come back as uh, 20 years since 9/11. It's amazing. It's yeah. amazing. Everybody remembers where they were then. I mean, I I, I have my stories, and I know that you have yours. Tell the world uh, what's what's happening with what you're doing. Well, you know, obviously it's a, it's a big moment with the 20th anniversary of 9-11 with Shanksville being so close. And we're actually uh, finishing up an update of a book we did 10 years ago on Shanksville, on the Flight 93 Memorial Site. In time for the anniversary, we'll mm-hmm. have copies of that updated book available. Yeah. 